Hey everybody, are you fired up? Because I sure am. Today I have one of my good friends and clients, Anthony Trucks, and he is uh, someone dear to my heart. He actually is a young man. Uh, he's a young man of the foster system, just like me. He actually is an ex-former NFL football player. Uh, he's a speaker that has spoke on stages with Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson and so many others. And he is uh, the author of the book called Identity Shift and so much more. I am honored to have my friend, Anthony Trucks here. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Here. Hi, Anthony. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So um, we were talking earlier about what we should be talking about today on the call. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be really good, especially knowing Anthony, where he's come from and everything that he's had to overcome in life, which is really, really quite a bit to talk about um, kind of where agents are at right now and lenders are at right now, or quite frankly, people in the real estate industry, interest rates are at like the highest levels they've ever been since I've been in the business uh, in the past 21 years. The inventory mm-hmm. is lower than it's ever been. And there's a lot of uncertainty and agents are having a really hard time right now making it. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that and how... I know you're not in real estate, but you've gone through some really hard times. Can you can you kind of speak to that for me? Yeah, well, well my, funny enough, my my grandma used to own a Colwell banker, which is a whole you know she's a broker of that. And my my whole family, most of the aunts and uncles, all did that. My wife actually has her real estate license, so I don't live in that world, but I've I've been in that world. In fact, my first job was a janitor at her office, so oh I've I've God. seen the ups and downs of the craziness. I've watched it. Uh, but my life, I guess, does lend to the, we'll call it the nuances. I believe this single statement should help. You have to shift with shifting times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that there, then I'm going to walk through what this means. Because I believe, the the obviously, we all know that the only thing constant in life is change, and things will shift. But there's a person that leans into the shift and a person that waits and delays, and they get behind the person who leaned in. And there's something that my life, I guess, was a, kind of like a, a story to, which it became something I had to do. I was given away as a kid in foster care, dealt with a lot of heinous stuff in those systems, beat the statistics, which is 75% of prison inmates are former foster kids and a whole lot of other crazy stuff. But I entered a world where I didn't feel confident. Like it was always this shifting situation, which was I wanted to do a sports, wasn't good at sports. I wanted to be someone that meant something. I didn't have any like sense of grounding. I was adopted into a very poor all white family. And so I had to navigate who in the world am I? I had to shift with shifting times and in doing so progressed up to get a college scholarship, play in the NFL, you know, build a business, all these cool things. Every single level that I've entered into has always been something where I stepped in when it wasn't the right time or things Mm -hmm. weren't perfectly situated. In fact, when I opened my very first business after the NFL, it was 2008. So like, (laughs) I'm I'm going to open this new brand new business. And it's like the worst time, you know, the, the recession is all hit. And I'm like right in the mix and figure it all out. And the one thing I realized was this, there's going to be a person that two, three, four years from now looks back and goes, I stayed on the boat when everybody else dove off and that person's riding high and everybody goes, how'd you do it? I just stayed in the boat. When you <laughs> want to get the boat, I just leaned in. 
And that was kind of the thing that's, I think, always been a mentality of mine is I'm going to stay on this boat longer than the rest of them because if I inevitably just stay here, I will outlast them. And if you outlast, becomes less and less people getting a piece of that opportunistic pie. So while the industry's shifted, there's a lot going on as a way to approach it. And so for me, all that's a good story. It makes sense. I'm a football guy. I'm like, let me go to the, the tactical. How do I make this land and make sense for me? And here's the way that I look at my work. My work is actually an identity. I look at the individual and who you are. And I believe that that is a separator because you cannot have a dream. You cannot attain or sustain a dream above your current identity. There's certain actions, certain, certain habits, certain perspectives, certain optimistic traits as a way my mind thinks that person gets the dream. If you don't have those identity traits within you, you don't get that dream. I don't care how much you want it. I don't care how much you cry about it. If you don't do that or operate like that, you don't get that. So my question I pose to people is in this situation with the interest rates as they are, inventory low, what kind of person succeeds in that market? And then are you operating identity-wise at a level to succeed like that person? Oh, it's so true. I mean, you know, I like what you said that you, you when times change, you have to shift, right? Like you've got to shift what you're doing. And, and I'll tell you, in my career, no matter what the what the market was doing, I always was able to be, you know, in the top 1% when I was a full-time agent, because I absolutely shifted. I had to adapt and modify and adjust what I was doing. And what he's saying is so, so powerful. And Anthony, I appreciate that because people, what you've done, whether you're in the real estate business or lending business for the past five years is not going to work the next two. You have to modify. And I always tell people that people are still going to be buying and selling, right? Stuff happens. Babies are being had. Divorces are happening. Relocations are happening. Kids are yeah. going away to colleges. More babies are being born. People are going to still need and have to um, have to buy and sell. So it's just a matter of shifting your yeah. efforts. And I think that right now it's a really important shift is in the marketing aspect and yeah. really like getting out there as much as possible. Um, what do you think about that? About that? Because I believe attention is currency and the more attention yeah. you can get, that, and the more value that you add when you're getting that attention can only lead to positive benefits of your business. 100%. I, I fully agree with that. I think that because the, people, like you said, the world's still moving. It's not all of a sudden. It's like when the pandemic hit, everybody, I was off stage. I'm a speaker by trade. So yeah. I can't be on stage. You'd assume I go uh, broke. No, I, I just was able to shift with the shifting times and find a new area to put my skills into it. And it did take what you're talking about, marketing, advertising. And some people hear that and go, but that's not who I am. I don't I don't know how to market. I don't know how to do these things. That That's the, the worst seed to plant because it blossoms into nothing. It's a weed. Mm -hmm. I go, well, what do I got to do? I go, well, I'm not. But what if I was? Like, what if I could? And here's what it typically looks like. I don't identify with the actions, so I don't do them, so I don't get the outcome. But if I can identify with the actions, you know, I'm a person that's going to learn how to market myself. I'm going to learn how to draw attention. I'm going to learn how to get that pair of social relationship created because I'm putting so much content out for when they do need me. I'm the first thought like, okay, well, what does that person do? And here's what they'll, they'll typically meet your people. You listening right now, here's what you're going to have. You're going to be presented with actions and habits that don't feel like they're who you are right now. Yeah. They'll feel uncomfortable. It'll feel like awkward. You might feel like embarrassed to think about doing it, but I'm telling you, if you can't get over that hump and do the actions to where you not only don't feel weird doing it, you identify as doing it, that's how you have success. If you don't do that, you don't get it in the backside and you don't have to feel like it now. In fact, when you first start it, it's not going to feel like you. It's yeah. going to feel you might be judged, you might be ridiculed, you might look stupid, right? But that is the literal process to how a baby walks, right? So you're going to tell me that there's not you know, a bunch of 40-year-old people that, that, that are still scooting around. No, at some point we stumbled, we fell learn to walk. 
You have to repeat that thing you've already done in a new direction for your life. Ah, oh, so true. And it is so hard to start sometimes, right? Like people are afraid, especially with marketing. And I, I teach people, you don't, if you want to be a top producing real estate agent or lender, or quite frankly, I don't care who's listening to this. If you want to be a top producer, fill in the blank, you need to learn to be a marketer. Marketing and innovation is the backbone behind any business. And if you think about yes. the last Super Bowl, right? There's 113 million people that watched the Super Bowl and people paid $7 million, big brands, mm -hmm paid $7 million for a 30 second commercial. And yeah. the reason is, is because they understand the importance of, of marketing yes. and the importance of getting eyeballs on you. And I like how you said that it is uncomfortable, but you have to still do it. And mm -hmm. if you don't start something, you can't ever learn how to adapt, modify and adjust. And so when people say, well, oh, what if I fail? Well, good. If at least you're failing, Learned. you're learning what not to do, because if you're not failing and you're not doing anything, you're, you're not moving the needle. Never are. No, and you're right. The, the attention piece, like you're going to have to fail a bunch of times to get the attention. But if nobody knows you have a cure for cancer, it's of no, no value to people. Like, yeah. They've got to exist. They've got to know that it's out there. And that's the hard thing is, is making sure you're consistently there. Because also people don't realize this. If you are a person that markets yourself well for a day, for two days, for a week, right? And then all of a sudden, it's great content. It's amazing stuff. And all of a sudden you stop for a day, for two days, for two weeks. You've actually now damaged your trust with a person because they go, well, they said they're going to do a post every week and they haven't done it for three weeks. And there's this inherent part of them that goes, can't trust that person. They don't think it out yeah. loud. Conscious thought. So for you, it's like you need to get attention, but you need to do the activities to do it consistently. And then you build momentum. And the realistic part is there are a lot of individuals who go that, oh, I'm better than that person. How come they're getting business? Because people know that they exist and because they kept doing the thing. They stay consistent. Therefore, they get the traction. They get the business that you probably could have if you just followed their path. And it's funny. It's like, um, it's not about who knows you or who, who you know, it's about who knows you, right? It's not about who, who, you know, it's about who knows you. And I think yeah. a lot of real estate agents and lenders have it backwards. You know, there's the study back in the recession of Pepsi Cola. So Pepsi Cola was like the dominator of Cola. And yeah. in fact, they called the Cola Wars when, when, when the recession yeah, happened between yeah. Pepsi and, and, uh, Coke, right? What Pepsi did was during the recession and difficult times, like we're in now, they were the biggest person that did cola and they withdrew and they held back mm -hmm. instead coke did the opposite they leaned in they realized that it was their opportunity to take over so they invested in their marketing they invested in exposure they invested in attention and they ended up actually thriving and becoming worldwide where mm -hmm. pepsi actually ended up going to them and asking them to buy to buy them out which they, which cola said no and they ended up filing for bankruptcy. So what I'm telling you all is now is your time. And Anthony is saying that it is going to be hard, you know, you, but you have to start and you've got to try. And you're looking at other people in your market that you feel like are better than you. They just were more consistent. So you've got to start, but more importantly, you've got to continue to go. And I always think about this, like you don't know who's watching. Right. You don't know who's watching. So, so that was, that is great advice because many people are afraid, Anthony, they, they're afraid of what they look like. They say things like, well, I'm too new. I don't know, or I don't know the area or I just started, or I, I don't have an accent or what if people don't like me? Like, what would your advice be to them? Because I know for you even like, and, and by the way, I cannot forget before this is over to find out if you actually met your wife as you were the janitor at her, is that you met her? I'm totally ADD. Did no, you no, meet her there? No, I met my wife in high school. No, oh, I mean, yeah, in high school. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, my grandma's office now is completely separate. No, the uh, the thing is, is I think the question you were talking about was like, how do we get people? What was it? State the question how, again. The fear. Like when people are oh, so afraid of all this stuff. What do you do? 
Well, first of all, they're afraid of a couple of things, Anthony. They're afraid of, of the recession. They're afraid of the interest rates. They're yeah. afraid of lack of inventory. So they have this fear. But then yeah. they're also afraid of getting out the video content and doing the marketing. They're just, they, yeah. I mean, it's like they they are fearful. So they they freeze and then they, and then they flee. We yeah. I read it. I read a article that 60,000 agents, it was in a mastermind, I heard it, 60,000 agents left the industry last month and they're expecting oh, another wow. 500,000 too. So I don't want the people listening to be one of those. What would you say to no. them? Well, to be honest, let them leave because if you can stick around and they don't, then you got it's more for you, right? But there's a, a level of what I call courage and confidence that's necessary. Most individuals, they want to be able to have the confidence to post, the confidence to do the action, right? The truth is you don't get it that way. Confidence is always in the back end of a courageous, unconfident action. It's literally how it is. Like we all seek this, this I want to wake up one day and feel confident and post in a video. That's not how it works. You feel confident after posting the first five videos, they suck a little bit. You learn what to do. You did five more, all of a sudden they got more traction. And then by 20, by 100 videos, you are killing it, right? That's where the confidence comes in. It doesn't happen on video one, it happens on video 30 or 40. When you've done a whole bunch that sucked. And the way you get to that 30 or 40 is by taking courageous, unconfident action. So the idea is not to gauge yourself on, on where I'm at, because most people do this improperly. They identify with the outcome, not the effort. This oh, I love it. They identify. So let me repeat that. They identify with the outcome, not the effort. And confidence comes from actually having the courage to start. And once you, the courage comes first to do the thing that you don't really want to do, that you're afraid to do. And then that after doing that over time, it builds the confidence. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say it that way, Anthony. I well, love it's it. Simple. If you think about like, uh, I look at the actions of things. I'm always a guy that goes, I want to get to joy. How does this work? Well, the first time I do something, it's a 10 of 10 of pain of discomfort. I'm not good. It, it feels weird, right? Then I, I learned something. One of two people move forward. One person goes, this sucks. See, it's as bad as I thought. I'm never doing it again. The other person goes, you know what? I learned something. Let me try it again. And they do it again. It's a nine of pain. It still hurts. It's still uncomfortable. It's still weird, right? Same person shows up. All right, I'm done with this. This just sucked. Other person goes, but I learned something. They do it again. It's an eight, a seven, a six. And eventually you get to that one and then zero. And at zero, most people go, oh, I do it painless. No, you do it with joy. Because now what happens is I know the journey I went through to get great at this thing. And I love the fact that I get to show up and do this. And I'm done powering out, right? That person had to go through that journey of courageous, unconfident action. That's the one that gets to show up at a later on stage. And they go, oh, look at this overnight success. No, they just were grinding. When you stopped at 10 or nine or eight or even five, they kept going to the level of joy to do it. Uh, most people don't even give, do it that um, far. What I've noticed, one of the biggest things that I find with successful people is number one, they, they take action quickly and they keep yeah. going even when they don't see the results. They don't stop. And I yeah. find the opposite with unsuccessful people. Unsuccessful people, they're afraid to start, right? And then when they do start something because they don't see the results immediately because we're so, yeah. we've been trained to want, you know, Twitter, twatter, ping pong, ding dong. We want everything right now. And yeah. that's not the way it works. Like no. people will always say, what's the one thing that I should do? It's like, it's not one thing. It's a lot of little things <laughs> together over time that make yes. big, huge huge results. Yeah. You know? That's the same thing of uh, the, so I, I look at it as people always go, and you know, what are you going to do this? You're going to go big this year, like the new year's day. And I go, no, I, I'm a guy that I say identifies with the efforts. I go, I'm not going to go big. I'm going to go really small in a very big way. So oh, I'm gonna yeah. Some really specific single things. And I'm going to do those longer than anybody else would logically do them. And so because of that, I can identify with the effort I gave that day that will lead me to the outcome I desire later. But if I identify with the outcome, well, every single day, I'm not the outcome. So I go, I suck, I suck, I suck. And eventually you hop off the train. But if I go, you know what? I did it today. 
I, I might have stumbled. It sucked, but you know what? At least I took the effort. I did it. Somebody else didn't. And I keep doing that. Well, over time, I get to that place where I pop my head up and go, holy crap, I'm at the top of the mountain. You know how many times I've heard people say, oh my gosh, Krista, because I'll have students and, you know, I, I remember specifically several and they'll be like, I don't see it yet, but I'm going to keep going. I know it's there. So number one, they have a positive outlook, even when they don't see the results right away. And they say, I know it's coming. So they believe in the fact that their efforts are going to work at some point. But then people yeah. will say, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I have 12 new listings. One of my students right now in this recession. So at the time of this video, it's June 1st. Last yeah. week, a week ago, one of my students who is a single agent, he has a, like a couple people on his team. He does about 96% of the, uh, the work on his own, right? He has 34 uh, escrows right now, 34 pending transactions in the same market as everyone else. And he's only been in the business for three, for three years. So right. he'll say, he says, people will ask him like, oh my gosh, it seems like all of a sudden you're so busy. And he's like, it's not all of a sudden. It's just like you said, it's all of the consistent work. And I hear that so much. We'll say all of a sudden, it's like, you guys, there's no such thing as all of a sudden. It's all of the work. It's yeah. the planting of the seed. It's fertilizing the seed. It's watering the seed. And all of a sudden the seed comes up and then it's this big, huge tree, yeah. right? Okay. I call it dark work. That's literally what it is. It's the, the Explain work. the dark work. I love, I love that. Explain the dark work. Yeah, well, dark work is essentially this mentality that I grew up with as an athlete. And the idea was I want to get into a defining moment and have a mentality. I call it dominator's identity, but the mentality is I've done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. And, mm -hmm. I, and I fight for what I want. I draw in the darkness, but I can't draw on something I didn't do. So you must do what I call this dark work. It's the work that is unsexy. It's difficult. It's misunderstood by most people you know. And sometimes you're ridiculed. You're made fun of for doing it. But that stuff you do consistently is the thing that allows you to shine the brightest or outlast those who are shining in the light. And so me, it's it's having this connection back to loving the process, to feeling great because I did the work. But it's that dark work that we do that makes us have this welling up of pride, but also what I call the investment bias, which is... When I deposit day after day after day, there is no way I'm not collecting on what is due to me in the light. So the guy you're mentioning, he's done that dark work. So now he's collecting in the light 100%. He will outdo anybody else, no matter who steps into the realm, because he has done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. Ooh, I love that. So you work in the dark when it's hard, and then you see, reap the results in the in the light. Yeah, 100%. It, oh, it's so good. I know. What was it that... um. Michael Jordan, like he was like, I would, I would spend more time, you know, the reason I make every shot is because you're not seeing what I'm doing off the court before practice, after practice, when everybody else goes, goes home, you know, yeah. kind of like you. you, you were definitely the same. And I have to say this, I mean, like I said, Anthony, and I hold something very dear. I haven't lived at home since I was 13 years old. I was in a group home, in a foster home. Anthony was in a foster home. Very few foster people ever even make it to college, let alone make it to the NFL or be a multimillionaire as Anthony is and have the success that he does. So it, I always say, if Anthony can do it, you can do it if you're listening, right? If, if I can I do it, you can do it. There's nothing that somebody else hasn't accomplished that you can't do, but they have a few things in common. Number one is I love your attitude, Anthony. So recently something happened and you did an event and you were, you were so excited about the results um, of his hard work. I mean, this man, I have watched him absolutely practice what he's preaching. He's not just someone who, who talks, he eats his own dog food. And he was so determined. Um, so I've watched him over this two and a half months, pretty much accomplish what it would take most people several years to do. And on his first launch, he had a great launch, but it, it wasn't, it wouldn't be as big as maybe you would want, right? Like instead of having 500 people there, you had less, but yeah, what was 42. your response? You had how many? 
had 42 people show up. So 42 people. Okay. Now, now mind yeah. you, he had 42 people show up and Anthony talk about, I want it. I wish I had the recording of what you said yeah. afterwards. Cause it was so uh, like, listen to this, everybody. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is this, it's I, I, I'm a guy that has a good following and to speak on stages and most of the individuals that do what I do, the fear that they have to do something new is what if it makes me look less than I don't have that muscle. I go, the only way to get great is to try things and not look amazing. Right. So I tried it. The I wanted to shoot for the stars, right? 42 people showed up from the 42 that showed up. We had one single sale for the program we have. And you go, okay, that's, that's a loss. And I go, no, 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 you're not listening, right? The, what you're not paying attention to is a reason why only 42 showed up. And I know the reason now having watched it. Now, if I had this and listen from there, I got to like, I put it to the side, right? Then I go, okay, great. A 42 that showed up, I had, I think, 25 on when I shared my life-changing offer, okay? Well, well, 25 didn't were there, but the other ones, like, you know, the 15, 17, they weren't there, okay? There's a lesson there. All these little lessons can show up. Now I can be in in the mentality, which will be the loser's mentality, which goes, man, overall, it wasn't the numbers, it didn't show up and I can walk away. Or the way I look at it is going, there's a bunch of amazing lessons sitting on a shelf. What kind of idiot doesn't grab those and apply them? Like, why, why would you not take all the information that's now readily at your at your available space and go, I'm going to go plug this in, change this, plug this, let's see what can happen next, right? Because that's how I've always lived my life. That's how football is. You go out there, you think you're good, you do a thing, the coach says, nope, lined up wrong, missed the tackle, you dropped the ball, whatever it is, like, okay, great, you don't quit football. You go, let me go fix it next play, coach. So you go back out and do it again. And that's the only way I got great in a football field as a parent, in my marriage, and for sure, my business. So when I look at these things, I'm never looking at them going, oh, man, it didn't pan out. Overall, I go, no, there's little nuggets that, damn, when I apply these, it's better next time and next. And it only goes up as long as I approach it with that effort. Ooh, I love it. And you also said something else. You were like, you know what? It was meant to only have that many people because I learned so much and I'm getting better. And next time there's going to be more and I'm going to close and convert more yeah, because of all, the, all the things I've learned. He didn't. Yeah. I was like, this is why this man is successful. He has yeah. such an attitude and it was real. It was a real, true, optimistic attitude and a gratefulness about him. I, I don't know. I just, it's been really nice seeing how you deal with things. Cause I'm just like, you're one of my favorite people. Well, thank you. And the thing is, the first webinar we did, we had, what, 200 people show up. And then the second webinar, we had 500. And then today's webinar we have going on in two hours, I have 700 registered for it, right? So it's just, it's progressing more and more. And so my thing is, it's it would be stupid of me not to learn from my lessons and try things over and over again every time I, I get some feedback of what could have been better. And I think those who who have success long-term, they look like they're magical, look like these magic little people that no, they're just the people that didn't go, this is a good excuse to quit. I go, this is a good excuse to try harder. Yeah. So let me, this is off topic, but what you're doing it at four o'clock Pacific. Why did you choose that time? We're testing something. Usually we do it at 10 or 11 a.m. We're like, let's yeah. try 4 o'clock because maybe the people that are, because it's also summertime, so parents are back from work. The kids aren't in school. Like, maybe it'd be a good time. So we're trying something new. We'll see how it works. You got to trial and error. At the end of the Ooh. day, it, it may bomb, but maybe it does great. So I'm not going to know unless I do it. Well, you have more registered. So obviously it's a good thing that, you, that you're doing it. So I, I'm not kidding. Everyone, you need to go back and listen to this Fired Up podcast because I hope you're fired up because I sure am. I'm going to go back and listen to it because I love how you broke things down. I love talking about doing the work in the dark so you can shine the light. And yeah. and courage comes before confidence. You have to have the courage to start. And, I, and, and just please go back and listen to it because there were so many gold nuggets. And Anthony, I always end every um every single podcast in the same and yeah. what that is is if there's one thing whether it's personal or professional that you could tell people let them first let them know about your book and where they can find you obviously so let them know about that and yeah. then 
then give the one piece of advice that you would give everybody, either personal or professional, what would that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first thing, you go to the uh, identityshiftbook.com or anthonytrucks.com, you'll find all the cool things of what I do, or Instagram at anthonytrucks, best way to find me. The way that I, I look at it is I always go up to people and I, I interact with human beings, and I always want them to leave better than when they interacted with me the first time. Like, I want them to leave better than this conversation. And the one thing I want to leave as a nugget is genuinely, how what does it look like for you to step into what I call a dominator's identity, which means I dominate the thing I have control over. It doesn't have to be hard. It could be dominating your, your morning routine, dominating your meditation practice. Domination just simply means I'm in heavy control. What does it look like to step into that? And when you when you think about that, it might feel like a, a hard thing. This is what you trickle it back to. What's the single simple thing that I can do and commit to never stopping for the next six months? Doing that thing will teach you more about yourself than you ever know, but it'll also expose more of the greatness than you ever know. So find that simple thing of what it is do that dark work, and you'd be surprised at how you step into that dominator's identity later in a way that allows you to have true proof of how great you are. Ooh, I love it. Okay, so anthonytrucks.com. You can find Anthony on all the socials and identityshiftbook.com. That's it, identityshiftbook.com. Okay, Anthony, thank you so much for having you. I Make sure you let me know how the, how the webinar goes. I want to hear from it, hear about yep. it. You know, that's, you know that's on my mind. And everyone, yeah. thank you. We're going to give Anthony a big huge yay. And I hope you are just as fired up as I am. Go back and re-listen. And remember, nothing happens without action. It is not knowledge that is powerful. It is effective action. It's taking action. Because action takers are money makers. Make sure you do it now. I hope you're just as fired up as I am. Anthony, thank you. And I'll see you all next time. Woo! You're awesome. Okay, let me know how it goes. Pause. I will. I'll let you know for sure. I'll be done probably like around 5, 5.30. And I'll, I'll give you a few. But I'll, I'll make sure to go in the group. Let everybody know. Okay, I love you. All right, two, take care. Bye, bro. Bye. I'm Krista Major. I hope this is helpful. Be sure to subscribe. And every single month, I have a virtual online three-day event where I go over these strategies and so much more that helps agents and teaches them what's working right now in real estate. So look at the link.